Karim, thank you so much for coming on to Startup Steroid today. I'm really uh, interested in your story and uh, you have a really interesting background um, and now are working on even a more interesting <laughs> company. Um, so for all the listeners out there, we are going to get into some adult content and talk about some uh, sensitive areas. So be forewarned. But uh, uh, before we get into all of those things, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. Thanks, Deval. It's my pleasure to be here. So I've been building consumer social applications for most of my career. Um, some highlights of my career, I was early at Fandango and helped build their Android app. Um, I was early at Tinder, built the Android experience for Tinder and scaled it globally. I became director of engineering at Tinder. Uh, and then I became CTO at Coffee Meets Bagel, which is another dating app. And uh, what I learned at those companies was, was how to build recommendation engines for people. Um, and so I, I, I've taken those learnings um, and applied it to, to video, specifically um, in, in the adult industry. And now we're working on Porndora, which is a, a video recommendation engine um, for the adult industry. Fantastic. So uh, you, you mentioned two uh, areas uh, in your background where you actually worked on uh, Android-specific uh, platforms. Uh, tell us a little bit about, your, uh, about that, those experiences and about uh, what you were actually doing in those companies. Sure. So early in my career, I, I started as a mobile developer. I actually started building mobile applications like before smartphones, before Android was, was even a thing. Um, and I transitioned to Android when, when Android got popular and got the opportunity to work for, uh, for, some, for some big, big applications um, like Fandango and, and then Tinder. And um, my role at Tinder started as just building the Android app and building up the Android team. Um, and I became director of engineering there and was responsible for scaling Android globally. And I had um, more and more influence there as a, as a senior level um, engineer there. And that, um, that propelled me into my, my role at Coffee Meets Bagel, where I was CTO. And as CTO, I, I oversaw all of the engineering efforts, including our, our data science efforts. And I got a lot of exposure there uh, into how to build recommendation engines uh, for people. So the recommendation engines are, is it an AI? Is it a blog box? Like, tell, tell us a little, a little bit about what actually goes on um, in the algorithms uh, that, that are making those recommendations. Sure. So there's kind of evolutions of recommendation engines. You can, you can think about the, the very first evolution as kind of like a rules-based, heuristics-based algorithm, which doesn't include any actual uh, data science machine learning, but based upon, um, let's say your initial preferences, you can tell us what you like. And then based upon those preferences, we can uh, make queries to our database and filter out the things that you that you like and, and don't like to make pretty good recommendations. And, and uh, that kind of gets you like 80% of the way there a lot of the times, but it doesn't take into, into consideration what the community likes, what people who are similar to you like. In order to do that, you need a bunch more data. And that's where the real data science, machine learning, and artificial intelligence comes in. So the next kind of evolution of a recommendation engine is usually done with collaborative filtering. With collaborative filtering, we're taking into account, um, of course, like everything that you've liked and disliked uh, previously, but also we're taking into account what people like you have liked and disliked previously. And if somebody that's similar to you in their profile has liked something that you haven't yet liked, well, that would probably be a good recommendation to make to you. Right. Um, 
And then the next evolution of that is deep learning um, and just using like all of the data we have to build a deep learning system to make, to make intelligent recommendations. And each stage of that evolution requires more and more data and you become more and more sophisticated as you get more and more data and, and can do these more sophisticated algorithms. Fantastic. So th that's exactly the description I wanted. We're, we're sort of applying that to the adult industry now, right? So tell me about exactly. Pandora and what was that initial aha moment for you that uh, sort of uh, where you realized what the problem was and uh, how you can develop a solution? Yeah, so I initially started thinking about Pandora when I was at Tinder and I was with some colleagues and we're sitting around and, you know, I was thinking like, why can't we apply this, this novel swipe mechanism, you know, this like, dislike to other things besides people? Why can't we apply to something like, like porn? Um, and, and wouldn't it be funny if, if it was called Porndora? Um, and, you know, everybody thought, yeah, that'd be funny. And, and, and we went back to building Tinder. Um, but I put a watch in the domain and uh, in 2018, I, I acquired the domain. Um, and I, I didn't have time to build it in, until 2020. And, and, and that's when I really, uh, when COVID hit, I had more time and, and I made it my mission uh, to, to build, to build Pandora. And what I learned as I started digging into the industry is that there's this huge segment of people who aren't getting their needs met by the incumbents in, in this industry. Um, uh, for example, the, the biggest underserved market is, is straight women. Straight women make up 32% of people who watch porn, yet only 3% of adult content out there is made for women, meaning like the majority of content made out there is from the, ma the man's perspective, um, from the man's point of view. A lot of times it doesn't even show, show the man's face. Um, and, and this type of content is uh, not only unappealing to, to, to most straight women, but it's actually like disgusting and it turns them off and they don't want to, they don't want to go to the, these adult sites uh, anymore. And that's just one example of an underserved market. There's also the entire LGBTQ community. Um, and there's also like niche and kink pe people with just kind of tastes that, that are different. These people are spending a ton of time looking for the, the content that they want. And as a result, they're watching a lot of bad porn. Um, and so it was from that perspective that uh, I came up with our mission at, at Pandora, which um, is to build bespoke erotica for everyone. And we're, we're, we're building a site that works for everyone, regardless of your, your gender or your sexual orientation or, or what kind of weird things you're into, as long as they're legal. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's important. But yeah, so that, that's really interesting. Uh, uh, you know, when we talk about the adult industry and, uh, and uh, you know, vast majority of the content is focused on one specific sex or one specific area of interest. That's kind of surprising because I was always under the impression that whatever you wanted, you could easily Google and find. Um, is that not the case? So tell us a little bit about the industry and how it's sort of structured um, where you're really seeing these opportunities. Yeah, so certainly uh, Google, you can find what you want on Google if you search hard enough. Um, the, the, the main problem with, with the, the existing incumbents um, is that they don't make an effort to really learn what you like and create a personalized experience and make it easy for you. Um, and that's, that's kind of the heart of our platform. The heart of our platform is our recommendation engine. 
Um, the goal of our platform is to give you, give you a pleasurable experience, no matter who you are, every time you come to the platform. Um, and, and we don't, we're not just using this recommendation algorithm as the kind of the, 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 the main form of engagement. We're also building in a lot of other engagement models into it, um, like virality, like a referral mechanism, like gamification, like an in-app economy, things that are proven in the tech world to, to uh, improve engagement and keep and retain users, but haven't really been uh, experimented and used in the traditional adult industry. So we're coming at it from, from those angles to build a, a porn company like a tech company and not like a media company like, like most companies out there have been doing. Fantastic. So you, that, that's really interesting. So you're not really focused on the content, right? Um, so tell me a little bit about the content side and how you're sort of getting that um, right now. Um, and then we can talk about future plans as well. Yeah, sure. So, so content is king. Like, like let's just let, lay that out there that, that content is important. And for content, we're, you know, initially for our launch, we're making sure that we have our bases covered. When I say our base is covered, like we're making sure that we have content for straight men, for straight women, uh, for lesbian women, for, for, for gay men, uh, for trans, um, for the big, the, the big major groups of, of gender and sexual orientation. Um, and then going forward, we're going we're gonna to target those, those areas where we are uh, low in content and based upon what our users are after. Um, Having said that, we're, we're really targeting the major underserved groups right now. Uh, the, the biggest one being, as I discussed earlier, um, straight females. We're really trying to create an awesome experience for, for straight females right out of the box. And that's kind of how we're, we're gearing our marketing um, and our go-to-market strategy. Uh, but the, the, the larger content strategy going forward is to, is to make sure that we have something for you regardless of your tastes um, and to fill in those holes over time. And I think there's going to be this inflection point where uh, instead of us going out and sourcing content, that content providers and, and studios are going to come to us and because they want to get their content featured on Pandora. And then over time, as we learn more and more about the market, and we, have, we build up this big wealth of data about what, what people like and where the holes are in the market, then we'll start producing our own content as well. You know, Pandora exclusives, akin to like Netflix exclusives. That's perfect. So that's essentially the model Netflix followed also over the last 20 years, um, going, you know, learning about people's interest by providing content first and then developing that content in-house uh, afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so right now, you know, with the, with the content coming in, um, how this is more of sort of a, uh, you know, why aren't they doing it? <laughs> that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. If, if yeah. those players already have the content, if they already have uh, viewers that are coming in, why aren't they just trying to do a better job matching the content to the viewers? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, explain the opportunity. Yeah. So let's look at the, the biggest player uh, in the market. Um, uh, MindGeek, which owns Pornhub. Uh, Pornhub is the... the the number, the number two uh, most trafficked adult site uh, in the world. Um, and when you look at their, their network, um, MindGeek is all about uh, creating a, a traffic network for all of the sites that are, that are intertwined in their network. Um, and that's how they generate revenue, by basically just bouncing you around to these different sites. And um, 
there's no one site in particular, Pornhub being the biggest, where they're making a concerted effort to give you the best possible experience and to personalize your experience. They're kind of just resting on their laurels. They're a $2 billion company. They make $500 million in revenue every year. Um, and so for them, their, their unique selling point is that, oh, we're the biggest. We have the most content. Um, you, can, you can just come to us, right? Um, we're we're creating, trying to create, to create a personalized experience where when you do come to us, you don't have to search for what you want and we learn over time and you have, uh, you have the best possible experience. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, so I, I understand the opportunity now, uh, the, tell me how big this, uh, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, straight women as being one of the largest, uh, uh, missed, uh, uh group, uh, in, in the adult industry. Tell me about how big that group is and how big all of the other uh, areas are that you mentioned. Uh, it may be gay, lesbian, trans, et cetera. Yeah, so uh, first off, the entire adult industry is about a $100 billion uh, business uh, industry globally. Uh, it's 12, million, or 12 billion in the United States alone. Um, women, straight women are 32% of, of that audience. Um, uh, gay, gay men make up about 10%, you know, lesbian, another 5%, um, trans and, and other, you know, other kinks and niches, uh, are, are a small percentage and, and, and the rest is, is all straight men. Um, so does that answer your question? It, it does. So it, it's almost 50% of the market that's underserved essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's a pretty huge opportunity. Um, let's talk more about that go-to-market strategy. Uh, I understand you're still developing your alpha right now. Um, what's the strategy? Uh, uh, tell us about, you know, wait list, what, what else you have happening. So this way you keep that audience engaged and you start to sort of acquire those, uh, the, those initial users. Yeah. So right now we have a, a growing wait list at porndora.com. If you go to porndora.com, you can sign up for the wait list, which will get you uh, access to our, our private alpha, which uh, we're hoping to launch uh, very soon. Um, within, within the next couple months, I'm, I'm guaranteeing a, a private alpha launch here. Um, and th that'll be, uh, we'll be, we'll be taking people off the wait list um, in the order that they came. Uh, it's also a viral wait list. So if you refer people, then you, you move up the wait list. No. Um, and we're, uh, we've been experimenting with some, some paid advertising to, uh, to get people to the wait list. We've also been experimenting with influencer marketing to get people to the wait list. Um, right now, our, our, our cost per conversion to get people on the wait list is, is around $2.50 uh, that it's cost us to get someone to the wait list. Um, and we'll be continuing to experiment that, with that as we go forward. The current plan is to launch uh, a beta. It will still be private, most likely, a, a beta end of the year. And the beta will include some monetization. Our service will be freemium, so the first type of monetization will be ads. Um, and going forward, early next year, we'll release uh, our subscription. Uh, and so we'll, we'll be a kind of complete freemium product at that time. We'll have advertising, we'll have a subscription. If you pay for the subscription, you get an ad-free experience as well as other perks like access to 4K, uh, access to VR, uh, virtual reality video, um, access to new releases or, or premium content, stuff like that. Um, 
and we'll we'll continue continue growing from there. Fantastic. So what you went through a pretty uh, long list. What's the goal for the next twelve months or 12, 12 to eighteen months um, with the capital you're raising now? How how do you plan to deploy that? Sure. So we're, we're raising our pre-seed round right now. The, the, the goal of this money is to, to propel us into significant uh, user growth and, and revenue growth as well. So we'll use it for continued feature development. We'll use it for um, heavy, heavy marketing, assuming that we prove out our, our kind of LTV to CAC ratio and it, it makes sense and we have product, product market fit. We'll start pouring the fuel on the marketing fire. Um, and we'll use it for continued content acquisition as well. Fantastic. Okay. Um, and uh, now, uh, tell us a little bit about your team. I understand you already have a few members. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. And are you looking to add to that? Uh, what's the what's yeah. the plan going forward? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, I have a fabulous team. Um, you know a little bit about me. Um, our our head of product. Uh, Felicia McCrossan, she is uh, also a product program manager at Hulu. Uh, she was also at Walt Disney Imagineering uh, before that. So she's got deep experience in uh, product management and video streaming. Our, our data scientist, um, Zachary Ryan, he is currently a data scientist at Microsoft. He was uh, previously a data scientist uh, at IBM. Uh, we have a couple um, developers. Uh, um, Noah Wilson uh, is, is a back-end developer. He's currently a consultant at uh, Mission Consulting. Um, and then Francisco Mercedes is our front-end developer. He's a senior senior engineer at Reddit. Um, and then uh, Lance Eshleman is our head of design. Uh, he was he, He's currently head of design at, at FanAI, uh, where I worked with him as well. And we have a couple awesome advisors as well. Um, the, the, the most important position that we have open right now is a head of marketing, um, uh, head of growth, head of marketing. I've been doing the, the marketing, both Felicia and I have been doing the marketing uh, so far, and we could really use uh, just an expert, expert growth marketer to, to help us grow. Fantastic. Um, it, it seems like a very well-credentialed team. Um, so that, that's fantastic. Um, with this, you know, working in the adult industry, have you seen any pushback from, uh, you know, potential people that you wanted to bring on or investors or anything like that? Definitely. That's, that's part of this industry. Um, I try to make it very clear up front with everybody I talk to, whether they're a prospective employee or an investor um, about what we do. So, so we don't waste anybody's time. Um, we certainly have talked to, you know, people that I would love to hire uh, who just can't, for whatever reason, just can't work in this industry. Um, and also a lot of investors have uh, no, uh, no sin policies or no vice policies right. uh, where they won't even consider investing in anything in sex tech or cannabis or nicotine or alcohol or, or those things. So there's definitely barriers that, that we're trying to overcome. Um, and so we have to, we have to make sure that you know upfront that, that that we're talking to the right people, and that's that's certainly a challenge. But um, I think it's you know it, it goes hand in hand with with our mission is to build something that works for for everybody and to kind of like destigmatize this whole thing. Like the majority of people watch porn. Like most people watch 
porn. Yet most people won't like they're, they're embarrassed to admit it or whatever. Um, so we're just trying to bring that out to, in the light a, a little bit too and, and, and make it more of an accepted thing. And isn't it a good thing if, if we can build a better experience for everybody, no matter who you are, I think that's good for, good for the world, hopefully. Absolutely. No, that's a fantastic mission. Um, uh, anything, we've got, gone into a lot of sort of uh, uh, details, but any other uh, overarching ideas that we haven't touched on, anything you want to cover um, on this call? I, I think, you know, we, we have a great team and we're building something very interesting. It's a, it's a video recommendation engine that utilizes a couple things. It utilizes the metadata that we know about the video. And it also, um, going forward, we're going to utilize the, the user behavior that, that happens when people interact with the video. You know, how long of the video did you watch? Um, did you rewind the video? Like there's all these signals about how people interact with video that we can use to make our recommendation engine better and better and better. And we happen to be building a video recommendation engine for the adult industry. But there's also wide applications for this type of video recommendation engine that we could, we could apply to health and fitness videos or spiritual videos or self-actualization or, or coaching videos. Um, so we're actually considering a, like a wider, a wider use case for this whole platform. Uh, we're just proving it out um, in, in the adult industry. That's really interesting because obviously there's enough, enough uh, audience and enough content there to sort of train your AI and then you can let that AI loose on any, uh, any of the other sectors that you mentioned. So that's fantastic. Thank you very much for that. Um, now for Pandora and then other industries uh, that you get into, what's sort of the big vision? What's the five-year, 10-year? Where do you want to be with this company? Yeah, so we're, we're trying to build a unicorn here. We're, we're, we've, in our financial model, we've, we've set a path um, to, to become a billion-dollar company um, in five years, and that's, that's what we're going after. You know, there's, there's a few billion-dollar players in this industry, and we think we have the team and know-how um, to be just as good, if not better, than, than those companies. So that's what we're going after. Um, I think it's, it's very likely that, that we get acquisition offers along the way, and if any of those are are super attractive and you know we'll, we'll probably consider them fantastic uh no this is this is awesome thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story with us uh i really appreciated learning about your background and about what you're trying to do with pondora um and, and uh hopefully we can make the right connections uh through the interview and through the platform for you to uh more investors so thank you again for coming on thank you Deval. i really appreciate the opportunity absolutely